Hey guys, it's Carson, and I'm back at it again with another episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, but this time I'm going to elaborate more on figurative language. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the inequalities, and I'm going to give some more of my opinions on it. Um, And yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay, so now for some figurative language. Figurative language is or are words or phrases that mean something different than their literal meaning. Okay, so an example of figurative language is in the book it says, Jim waved my words away as a fanning gnat. Um, This is a simile because it is comparing the way that Jim rejected what Scout had said to fanning gnats. Okay, so for our next example of figurative language, we are going to be using a metaphor. Um, so a metaphor from the book is your name's longer than longer than you are. Um, this by this metaphor, Jim means that Dill Dill's full name does not fit him properly. It is too big of a name for a kid like him, and this metaphor is used well because you understand what Jim means through it. Without it, you might be confused as to why Jem thinks Dill's name is too big. Okay, so for our third and final um, example of figurative language, we are going to be using hyperbole. Well, first of all, hyperboles are a really good type of figurative language because they help get they help to get the point across in a very obvious way. Okay, so in the book it says, after ten and forever, Doctor Reynolds returned. Um, this hyperbole is good because it um, it makes the reader understand that Dr. Reynolds was gone for what it felt a scout like a very long time. Um, I mean, it obviously didn't take him 10 forevers to return, but the use of that hyperbole shows that it was in fact a very long time. Okay, so now that we're doing figurative language, I'm going to get into some of my opinions. Okay, so first of all, um... I think that the um, sort of source of conflict that is most significant to the plot of the novel is race because everyone's judging Tom Robinson um, based on his skin color and the fact that he's black. Um, and without even knowing facts or evidence or anything, they just automatically assume that he is guilty without, like, looking at evidence or anything just because he is black. Okay, and a second opinion of mine is that, um, well, the source of conflict that is most significant in my life is probably age discrimination because, I mean, I'm 14, and um, most people look at me like, oh, she's too young, she wouldn't understand. Like, I've even had people tell me, oh, no, you're too young too young you're you don't under you won't understand um that is you understand um when actually would understand because um like i don't know i just i feel like people my age and just people in general know more than what people think they do to get more some more information about um, gender, age, racial, socioeconomic status, and um, religious discrimination, um, and how they are trying to like 
prevent it. Prevent it. Um, you can go to hashtag the elimination discrimination project and you'll find a bunch of information about that. Anyways, that's the end of episode two. Um, I hope to see you guys in the next episode and yeah, have a great day.